good, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Podcast More Life. Kyle Loft is here and happy to sit down with Jacob. Jacob Burkhart, um, some of you guys might know him as JBX Creative. Can you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our audience here? Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Jacob Burkhart. I have a very rare niche. It's called being a travel filmmaker and photographer. Um, I've been shooting for over 10 years, and for the last few years, I've been horsing around with comedy. Uh, just to make it a little interesting. Used to travel the world full time and shoot with Sam Calder for two years. And now I work with an amazing charity called Karmigawa. Love being a part of that mission to uh, try and raise level of awareness and save the world. Right on, man. So um, first of all, I just want to say thanks again for uh, you know making time, coming on the podcast. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And, and um, you know, with the given circumstances, I'm just curious. You know what what are you curious about right now? Like, what has your attention? What have you been, I guess, battling with? What what uh, I guess issues or struggles have you had to deal with with this whole uh, COVID nineteen pandemic? Yeah, it's been a little crazy. It's a good uh, pattern interrupt. Um, I've been doing a lot of um, research on online courses and learning a lot, kind of studying what uh, what courses are out there and, you know, working on making my own course, actually. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, staying inside is a little... It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but um, I think getting stuck inside is not a good move. It's really important to get outside, even if that's like going for a drive or like going in the, uh, you know, a hike somewhere private where no one else is around. At the beginning, I just stayed inside for a full month and was kind of losing my mind, but um, it turned out, turned out all right now. I think it's calmed down and get to go out like, you know, protected and not so worried. There's a lot of hype there and, um, yeah, I just feel a lot better about it now because I'm able to get outside and do a bit of a routine. It's really important to get out of the house in the morning. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I literally just got back from uh, a trip out in the mountains. So I, I hear you there. It's it's it was so refreshing just to uh, to get away from the house for a little bit, getting being stuck here, cooped up, even with projects going on every every now and again. I mean, it's just uh, it's it's been a lot kind of being stuck here. So it's nice to kind of refresh and uh see see things from a different perspective and a uh, different resource you know yeah nice um and, and jacob so i'm curious um you know with the courses you know what 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 can you tell us that you have in mind with that right now or are you in just the the beginning stages like do you have a focus point you're you're trying to to aim with with uh, releasing a class of any kind yeah, so it's actually all centered around uh, phones. So, like, what you can do with the phone in your pocket. Um, wow, shooting okay. photos, videos, editing photos, videos. It's pretty simple. I have a lot of fun doing it, and I feel like most creators do a lot of, you know, basic stuff on their phone. Like, they might play dabble with Lightroom Mobile or, you know, take a few iPhone videos or photos here, but... I feel like you can create really cool stuff on your phone. And I think that most people that own cameras are like, oh, I'd rather shoot this in 4K or like really dope um, raw video and edit that on a computer if I'm going to make a video. But I think you can do really cool stuff on your phone. And I kind of want to open up everyone's awareness with that. Um, just because I've been having so much fun with it. So yeah. I know that other people will have so much fun with it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's pretty striking for me because, you know, for me personally, I'm more of, I guess, like gear heavy kind of guy. Um, I do a lot of, of work as a cinematographer. And so I'm using, you know, a five pound camera plus, you know, adding all the other gear um, elements. So that's like a whole different world to me. So that's it's a really unique um, perspective. Do you have any idea on when you're trying to release something like that? I don't know about releasing. I think um, there's a lot of angles and ways to do the marketing and like pre-sales or like teasers and sampling. So I have to be a bit strategic with that. But um, I think in the next few months, probably have something, you know, fully put together. It's it's always that balance of like, you don't want to go all the way in one direction without feedback. You kind of want to like, slowly get feedback as you're creating it so yeah definitely build and create your style and tailor it to the audience that wants it absolutely and uh you know i would love to know as, as well as my audience here more about your your origin story you know so like what where did this passion for for content creation come from where, where did you uh you know how did you you land the gigs you did and kind of get to to travel the world um obviously we probably don't have enough time to cover all of that in in, in, in extreme depths but would love to just know more about uh you know where your passion really came from and and how you've been able to really reach the success you have yeah so I think in 2008 and before then, I was shooting with my dad's DSLR camera. I think it was a Canon Rebel XTI or something. And um, my dad always took photos and hung them all over the wall. So in in my house growing up, there'd be like one to 200 photos all over the wall and like printed eight and a half by 11 uh, prints and he'd frame them all and he'd always keep replacing them and keep shooting them. I think that was probably a big inspiration for me, you know, just yeah. having that visual library every, every time I woke up and walked around the house. Um, and he was just like a hobbyist. He wasn't a professional by any means, sure. but, you know, he got awesome stuff and I guess I was always fascinated by that process. So that's kind of how it started. And then in 2010, I got my first Canon Rebel uh, T2i, the one that did uh, okay, right on. Yep, P30 yep. or 720p60 and 18 megapixel raw photos. That was that was a pretty sweet camera at the time. I think it was a 1,000 Canadian. Anyways, uh, I started nightclub photography then. And wow, okay, okay. A couple of my homies were in that scene uh, with the promoting and I think I was maybe 17 or 18 and I was, I was in high school, it, but also on the weekends I would be shooting like nightclubs and I'd be this like hot shot with a camera shooting clubs and all the girls would be like, Oh my God, like taking photos. And I guess I got such a you know kick out of that attention having like the spotlight with the camera. Sure. Cause that was when photography was like, oh shit you got a camera like you're a big deal kind of thing yeah not that i did it for that but like people were so shocked by like a dslr camera with like a a speed light on it you know so i had a lot of fun doing nightclub photography and actually i think in 2014 i won the award for toronto's best nightclub photographer i was like back in no way man my buddies were campaigning for that and (laughs) he won it one year and i won it the next year It it was a good time it was funny though, because he actually, like I taught him everything and, um, he like beat me to the awards. <laughs> I was like, 
I was pissed, but it's so <laughs> all love. Uh, and then passion, I guess when it comes to travel filmmaking, um, I did a bit of everything when I was uh, learning photography and filmmaking. Like I did, I did corporate, I did weddings, I did, uh, you know, headshots, beauty, like girls, like I just shot everything, cars. And, um, so I had a pretty versatile range of what I could do. And at one point I took a bit of a break from it. I kind of stepped back cause I wasn't going in one direction uh, with a lot of strength, I was kind of spreading myself thin with like just everything I wanted to do in my life. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I think it was watching those Jay Alvarez videos when they first came out and it was, they were so cool and they had such good music and visuals and it made traveling look so sick. And I was like, damn, I really want to do that. That's so sick. So at one point I, I just focused on like, okay, one thing i'm only going to do one thing at a time what is that and i was like travel and shoot that's the coolest shit i can imagine doing and so i just focused on that and cut everything else in my life off and i was like what's the coolest way to do that and um i hit up sam at the time and i was like yo bro like if you need any help with anything i'm like happy to help edit you know like anything like i'm stoked let's do it and um he was actually just leaving uh, beautiful destinations at the time. So he was just starting out on, on his own and he's like, yeah, man, sick. Like, let's do it. <laughs> so it was kind of perfect. Dang, time. Yeah. He decided to just focus on one thing and he was just on his own. So, uh, we did, I think like a week or two later, we went to Iceland just for a week and we shot, you know, a vlog and some dope content pics and this and that. And then I started helping him out with uh, management. So I did that for about a year and uh, yeah, it was a blast from then. Yeah, man. So why is, why is it so important to focus in on one thing rather than, you know, saying, Oh, I'm a photographer and graphic designer and filmmaker and musician. Um, it's just like, if you have a certain amount of eggs and you put them in one basket, you're, it's just way better. You know, like you're spreading yourself thin. If you have so many hours in the day, like if you spread them out on 10 things, you're, you're going to go not far at all. But if you put them all into one thing and it's kind of like tunnel vision, 100%, just go directly towards the goal and like ignore all distractions that have nothing to do with your goal. And just that focus, it's just so important. Like multitasking is like, it's just a waste of time. Like it's so ineffective compared to single tasking. That's that's another great lesson from the book. The one thing I I just finished that like six months ago, man. (laughs) Yeah. that, That, that was a game changer for me after hearing that. I was like, okay, single task. I get it. That's how to be a high performer. Oh yeah. Have you read, uh, atomic habits by chance by James clear? Uh, I read a bunch of his PDFs like years ago. I, I don't think I've, Maybe. How, how oh, long is it? Um, I mean, it's it's a decent length. It's about the same as one thing. You know, it's like 300 pages or something. It's a great yeah, book, not. though. I think but, I heard uh, about it, but didn't actually get around to reading it. But uh, I read a bunch of his PDFs. Like, I've had those in my iBooks library for so long. I've like, <laughs> read them a few times because they're so yeah. good. It's about like 
habit building and all that. It's yeah, great. man, it's incredible. Um, so also with, uh, you know, with your career, I, I want I'm curious, you know, why do you feel, or, you know, if you don't correct me if I'm wrong, but why, I, I think I'm right here. Why do you feel and why is, you know, purpose so much more important than the paycheck? It's a great question. Um, when, when it's really hard and, um, you're overwhelmed and you're struggling with, you know, over like overwhelm or just like difficult tasks and you've got a lot going on, it's really important to come back to your purpose and your why. Cause that's what, that's what your original goal was. That's what will like drive you through that and help motivate you and help you stick to that, uh, just to get you through it. Cause if you're just like, Oh, I'm working, you know, for the money, but you have like a bunch of money. It's not, it's not as interesting or appealing, but if you have like a strong personal mission statement, that's going to really, you know, lift you up and make you jump out of the bed in the morning. That's, that's really important. Yeah, definitely, man. So what's, what's inspired you, you know, what's, what's, um, what gets you up and gets you motivated every single day to, to create. Yeah. Um, I think, what inspires me? That's a great question. Um, I think mostly just my interest and my curiosity. So when I'm, for example, playing with my iPhone, shooting a video and, you know, doing a wide angle to power zoom in to whip in across the sky and then like shoot some videos of something else and then cutting it together. It's, it's very simple. Like, you know, I'm just holding in my hand and I'm like, shooting that's a very simple task but putting it together and then adding filters on it adding music to it adding different like effects to it it's it's just so interesting and it's like it's fun for me so when i you know do something i shoot a little video and then i edit it it's like it's it's a creative process it's like learning and discovery and i just have fun with it so yeah. i enjoy it and i think that's what just inspires me you know I'm curious, man, like how much of the story, because I feel like some creatives are, are different for me. You know, most projects, I feel like I tend to have the story like created in my head, like entirely before I even start producing it. How much would you say the story is, is, you know, already created kind of pre-production and, and how much of it is like you figuring it out as you go, if you will. Uh, for me and the projects I'm shooting right now. Yeah. Uh, very little. It's a lot of run and gun and then figure it out in post, which is good and bad. Like it has its ups and downs. Um, I, I find sometimes like I also did short films and, you know, did, did a lot of indie filmmaking back in the like 2012, 2013, 14. And that was absolutely the goal. Like, you know, everything's done in pre-production. You walk on set, everyone knows exactly what they're doing. Everyone's performing like they're brief. They know exactly what's happening. You're in full control of the yeah. situation and, you know, you just execute. But I, that's one thing I learned with Sam. It's like, there's very little planning. <laughs> it's just like, let's go shoot some dope ass shit and cut some cool shit together and post. And then, you know, there's so many ways you can edit it together to tell a really cool story. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, narrating post or, yeah. But yeah. Um, what was the question again? Kind of got sidetracked there. No, I was, uh, before and after. um, yeah, no, I was essentially just asking, um, you know, what, um, what is your passion and, and, um, you know, how you, I guess, kind of formulate different, uh, creative ideas, but I'm guessing it sounds like what you're saying is essentially that you guys just kind of let your passion do the work for you. If I correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's a process of experimentation. Like it's, it's never like refined. And I, I, I coming in was more of the like, Oh, let's plan, plan this like crazy. And then yeah. kind of just turned into like, Oh, well, no, I'm just going to shoot some really cool shit and make a cigarette. And it's like, all right, well, the shit you make is wild. So let's try that instead. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it, man. I'm cause I'm totally like at heart. I'm such a minimalist. So I like just minimizing everything like, item wise, as well as like agenda wise, like what I'm doing, I'm always about simplifying. So I love that. That's kind of the way of your guys's process is like letting the passion do the work. Don't overcomplicate it. Um, advice wise for our audience here, you know, anyone looking to make a career out of content creation in the most simplified, you know, kind of, I guess, um, <laughs> format, you know, what, what, what would you advise them? How, do, how do they make a career out of this? Um, I mean, anyone trying to make a career out of anything, I would say, um, find what you enjoy doing, you know, find what you're passionate about, do what you love. I mean, cliche. Yeah. But like, you don't want to go down the path of not having fun at something. You know what I mean? If you're waking up and you're like, damn, like I love this shit. Like it's, it's a blast. It's like fun and you want to do it. You're like pumped and excited to do it which is awesome. So do that, you know, follow your nose. What are you, what are you curious about? What do you love doing? Like what gets you excited? Do you love cars? Well then go shoot cars. Like maybe you can hit up a, I don't know. My buddies started a, a sick YouTube channel about cars. They're just like car guys and they just cinematographers too. One was a, a cinematographer. The other one's an editor and they made like a really good team together and they both love cars. They're very yeah. passionate about cars. So like, they have fun driving cars, testing out cars, and they have fun making videos and editing videos. And then they get paid through sponsorships and they get to do what they love and, and, and get paid, which is awesome. That's like a big win. Like if you hate weddings and you can't stand like, uh, the bride, that's like, you know, bridezilla and it's just a nightmare to deal with, then don't do weddings. Yeah. I personally enjoyed weddings. It was like fun. Everyone's all happy. Like everyone's excited to see you and excited to see each other. There's lots of like candid, beautiful moments that you can capture. It's like great food. It's decent pay. And like, you know, it's a fun time. Like I enjoy that. I, I could just, you know, chill and go be a wedding videographer if everything else failed. And I'd be like, chill with that, you know? Yeah. So definitely find what you love, what you're interested in and what excites you. That's, that's my career advice for anyone. And then you'll just get good at it and you know, you'll figure out the rest and like prioritize business. Like don't screw that up. <laughs> don't be like, Oh, I'm an artist. I'm just going to fuck up business. Like <laughs> definitely get your invoices in order. Like do what you need to do and take care of business. Yeah. 100% man. So 
in regards to taking care of business, you know, I'm curious, what was uh, what was a day in the life like for you prior to COVID-19 and what is a day in the life like for you now? Um, yeah, so I, I've been working with Karma Gawa since uh, October 2019 full time. So I'd be working with uh, Tim Sykes helping him film stock videos, um, helping with the Carmigawa merch videos, um, any, anything they needed really. I was, uh, full-time traveling with them, helping shoot. And like, we do school openings, we do, um, influencer trips and, uh, like documentary stuff. So I was shooting with them, uh, about, I think two weeks ago, we, I, we kind of broke off cause, um, I'm just taking a bit of a break and, sure. uh, I think that impacted because we're going to do a lot more trips, but now the trips don't look like they're happening because this kind of <laughs> screwed up travel and no yeah. one's traveling right now. So that's probably the biggest impact, like lack of traveling. But, um, you know, it's, a, it's, I welcome it. I welcome all changes. Like anything that happens, there's always a good that comes from it. Definitely, man. And, and so what um what are what are some of the bigger things you learned from all the traveling you did you know with Sam as well as with Karmagawa um and uh you know how did you kind of use those to better yourself personally and professionally today That's a good question. Um hmm. traveling is it's a great experience. I mean it's its own education. What did I learn from traveling? So much. I mean, different cultures, different experiences. Um, I guess let me phrase it this way: you know, languages. Why? Why yeah, is it? Um, why is it so important for other people to travel? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, just to see the world. It's like to realize that um, you know you're just such a small part of something so big. Right. Yeah. There's so much going on. And, um, I think the most important travel experience I've ever had was when I was 18 or 19, I went to India, Calcutta, and I was shooting a documentary film. Um, it was like year one, I was into cameras and my, my mom's friends, a fashion designer. And she's like, Hey, you want to come to India for a month and film? And I was like, uh, yeah, what? <laughs> like, so I kind of jump started uh, at the start, but um, like seeing kids that were, you know, two years old, four years old on the streets, like covered in dirt, like a baby crawling around, I had like dirt on his mouth. And I've never seen anything like that. You know, I'm like middle-class white kid from Toronto, like very first world. And seeing that, I was just like, whoa, I had no idea. Like you see it on TV, that's a completely different experience when you see it in real life. And they were happy. They were like stoked on life. They were literally living in a box and they were like playing games, like big smiles, like super stoked to see you. And I was like, what? this is interesting. This is so unlike everything I've seen that, that just opened my eyes right up. I definitely recommend a travel experience, uh, a travel. Yeah. A travel experience to like a third world country where like it's very rough just to kind of 
uh, level things out. And so you get that perspective. I'd say that's the most important thing. Yeah, man. Perspective, uh, perspective can do a lot. How has that shaped, um, your career thus far, you know, having, having seen and experienced, uh, new perspectives like that? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think, um, kind of questioning like what is right and, uh, kind of questioning my morals is like, you know, what's, what's fair and, um, seeing different systems like that and growing up with one, uh, growing up in a different one and really understanding like the difference in privilege and appreciating the privilege that I have. Um, I think that was like the biggest like shift and change and yeah, the most important. Right on man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What, um, I'm curious, what is, what have you learned from your personal relationships and what have those taught you about your business relationships? Yeah. Um, I actually made a little note for this. Let me just scroll down. Sure. Okay. Um, communication is the biggest one. Uh, relationships are complex and there's lateral learning from personal and business relationships an amazing book that shook my world at the tender age of 23 was how to win friends and influence people. Yes. There's so many amazing <laughs> tips that work magic and most people don't manage to cover them all. Um, just Dale Carnegie managing expectations, going over problem areas wherever possible. It's just so important. Like focus on communication and be a great communicator. I think, like that goes for personal relationships and business very like they're so important for both. And when you communicate in your personal life, there's a lot of you know learning that you can translate to your business life too. Yeah. I know for me personally, you know, networking has played a huge role in, in my success thus far and just like general word of mouth. Um, kind of my, my, my name, my brand, I guess, being, being transitioned among other businesses and, um, artists, uh, in the area, you know, how much has networking played a role in the success for you as a, as a creative thus far? Man, networking is everything. It's so important to network and, you know, do it the right way. Um, I remember, um, when I was on Instagram, I was at like maybe 2000 followers or something. I didn't start Instagram until I think 2016. Like I was late to the game. I just like boycotted it. I was like, screw that. Like I'm not wasting my time. But then obviously <laughs> I started, um, and had a lot of fun with it. But, um, networking is everything. I, I, I was like, how do I get past 2000? I don't get it. Like these hashtags aren't working. Like, like where, like, how am I going to blow up? Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get like 10 K or like, you know, way more, but I have no clue how to do it. I just didn't get it. But networking, for example, um, you know, traveling full time with Sam Calder with like, you know, 500 K or a mil, that's a lot that's a good way to grow and network um because you know those people that have a good network or are in a situation where they can network very easily if you ride that wave it's very easy for you to network and grow um obviously not in a way to like use anyone but you know providing value and um it's just a good it's just a good system to grow and network i mean 
out of all those trips, I met so many people that I'm like good friends with today. And, you know, that's because of that one networking choice that I, I made. And, you know, if, if you, you know, had zero followers and you, you know, kept hitting up DJs, for example, like, Hey, I want to be your tour videographer or photographer or whatever, like your content creator. Um, and then you go there and you're fun and you're cool and you get like put on the team and then you network from there. That's a good way to grow your network because it means so many people on those, you know, potential travel gigs. And um, I, 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 uh, I, I hear you there, man. I heard you earlier also mention making sure to network the right way. So I'm curious if uh, you have I know I personally do, but I'm curious if you have a couple of experiences of, of maybe where you've done networking incorrectly or you've received people trying to kind of build a relationship with you per se um, and doing it in the correct way. Like what, what exactly do you have some examples for our listeners here of, of how maybe the proper way and what's the incorrect way of kind of reaching out or trying to build your network? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, the way I do it, it's just kind of be to do, to be friends with people and, you know, to be friends with people, you know, to take an interest in them, to like care about them, to, um, you know, engage with their content. If, if that's what you want to do and you want to like, you know, be on their online world, um, and like asking, like, I know a lot of times I'd go on a trip and there'd be like, five to 10 people with like huge Instagrams and like, because I didn't need to, or wasn't necessarily interested in networking. I just like didn't care. I was like, okay, well, whatever, like you do you. Uh, and I didn't actually engage and like make friends and talk, but I know that if I was like super hungry and like trying to be like a, 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 a social climber or something, like I could have like, you know, shaking hands like, Oh, you're so cool. You're so cool. Let me keep yeah. names and blah, blah, blah. And like, I for sure missed a ton of opportunities there, but like it wasn't really my interest or objective to, you know, kind of network like crazy. It's just kind of like, I'm, I'm more of like go with the flow. Like if it works, it works cool. Like if it makes sense and it like falls into place, cool. I'll go with that. I'm not really like, you know, aggressive with networking. Sure. um, you know, some people are, and that works really well for them. Some people are like shy and introverted and you know, that doesn't work that well for them. Yeah. How how important is it to lean into who you are as a person, you know, whether that be an introvert or extrovert, um, you know, whether that be creating content that might be, um, less, um, I guess, quote unquote, uh, cinematic, if you will, and more comedic or like more about the story and less about the effects and transitions. Like how more, how important is it to lean into who you really are as a person, um, on the creative kind of standpoint? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great to be real. You can always come back to that. Um, I mean, there's also learning for a lot of learning opportunity from, um, not leaning into, but like experimenting with things you're not good at. Um, yeah, true. Like in every angle, but, um, in terms of comedy, like I would just say it comes back to like doing what, you know, feels right. And what it's you, what feels good, like what you want to do, what you're interested in. Like I, I always liked funny content that gave me the most joy when I looked at videos. So I'd look at comedy videos or like, you know, short skit videos and, and I'd be like pacing myself laughing. I'd be like, this is great. Like 
if I like this and for sure other people like this. And, um, with the like travel filmmaker thing blowing up so hard in 2016, 2017, it was kind of like, okay, we get it. Like, you know, you found some royalty free music and cut it together with zoom transitions. Like, okay, I'm very over this, like teal and orange LUTs, like, we get it. I don't want to see this anymore. So I was just trying to like, you know, spice it up and throw a different angle. And yeah. Yeah. Kind of like I had the luxury of not being, um, you know, uh, obligated to create something that wasn't me. I know a lot of like different, um, creators have to like post something and they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like I didn't post today. Or I didn't post this week or like, I have to make this content and like even when they're not dealing with it, they like throw on this smile and like do this thing. And then right after they're done filming, they're like, Oh, I hate this or something. Yeah. Like, I just can't stand that idea. I don't want to be married to that. So I'm just not going to be a big influencer anytime soon. <laughs> no, I love that, man. That's awesome. Um, I'm curious, you know, what is something, uh, you failed that in your career that you uh, learned from that's been like a great learning lesson for you uh, if you have one that comes to mind yeah um, one time like a really long time ago I think it was maybe 2014 um, I burnt a bridge with someone it was something that I was working with Ooh. and you know we just didn't really mesh and get along and you know whatever that's not a big deal but um it, it was in a, in a close like film, uh, network. So like one of my clients that I introduced them to, he kind of like snaked me and it was, you know, unfortunate anyways, no bad feelings, but, um, it, it was like, had I treated the situation differently, it would have been better for everyone. Instead, he was like very bitter about certain things. And, um, I don't want to get into too much detail or like name any names, but basically one of my clients was like, Oh yeah. Like I really want to bring you on this shoot, but this guy's here and like, he's still like, you know, emotional about <laughs> what happened. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like that's such a waste of time. Like what, like such a waste to burn a bridge. Like it's just like such a mess and it's so unnecessary. So I just learned that lesson. Don't burn bridges like under any circumstance. I mean, under most circumstances, try <laughs> bridges because it's like it's a small world, yeah, it's a small community. Like you don't want someone hating you ever, or like someone to feel really bad about you. So I just try and you know smooth it over however I can. If there's ever any issues, I'd rather just take the L and never like get into it. A, a messy situation yeah definitely so so besides from uh you know maybe uh networking issues what are what are some uh other ways you think creatives or, or um yeah i mean i guess just creatives in general you know what are what are some of the reasons you think they commonly fail or or quit um in regards to pursuing this as a as a full-time career yeah i mean what happened to me is like a perfect example. I'm sure it happens to a lot of people, but, um, at one point, um, I was running a bit of a media company and I was outsourcing and delegating and like taking on like a bunch of jobs and like dealing with all these projects and all these emails. And I was 
and uh, I was kind of getting burnt out. I was just like, like I don't want to answer emails. Like I don't like answering emails. I'd rather not. But I was getting like swamped by emails because so many projects were going on, and I was like so much management and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm not into this. You know, I gotta just go shoot. So at that point, and I had like too many projects on the go. I just like bit off more than I could chew. And I was like laid on a few things. So at that point I kind of got burnt out and I was like, all right, I don't, this is not fun anymore. And it's very important not to get burnt out because if you get burnt out, you, you lose interest in what you're doing. And if you're not interested in something, then it sucks. Like no one wants to do something that's not fun or interesting. So that was my little, um, experience i would just try and avoid uh burnout or overwhelm and uh do you have any advice like having experienced that now like how are you better able now to not uh experience that burnout like is there like every two weeks you go on a trip away or like you meditate every day like is there any methodology you have to to kind of i guess better prevent that for the future yeah, I mean, definitely try and meditate every day. That's not so related to burnout. I think the main thing with the burnout is doing something that you love. Like that is just such a great thing that you should apply to your life. You know, if you can, of course, definitely, um, definitely, or find a way how to. There's always a way. Um, but if you really love it, it's a lot harder to get burnt out by it. Um, also, like project management, you know, taking a step back and, you know, doing less is better a lot of the time because naturally they're like, Oh, you know, I want to say yes to every single project. And then, you know, you, you start getting late that like ruins things because then you start like procrastinating on certain things and just becomes a mess. I'd rather like do one project a week or a month than like eight projects and not get any of them done as good as I could have. I'd rather just single task, you know, just do one at a time, give it your all and then like wrap it completely. If you can. Yeah. One video editor, it's a little different, but you know, you can still try. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Um, so with, with the career you have, um, obviously the, the playing field is quite volatile. So I'm curious, you know, how do you, how do you manage your, your fear, stress and anxiety? Um, fear, stress, and anxiety. Uh, so stress, I mean, that's something you can just learn to deal with, uh, with meditation. So definitely would recommend meditating. Uh, I use the calm app. It's awesome. Okay. Right on. Yeah. 30 day meditation challenge. I've done it twice and done a bunch of other, done a bunch of apps, but, uh, yeah, the calm one's cool. Um, so stress is just, it's a choice in your head. Like you can stress over something or you can not like you decide it's totally up to you. So it's something you can learn how to, you know, control, um, fear. I'm not really scared of much. Um, I like, I don't fear much really. It's I kind of just welcome everything. Like, Oh, like there's something good here for sure. Like, so I don't really know how to answer that. <laughs> what was the last one? Fear, uh, fear stress, and anxiety. Uh, anxiety is another one. You can just you know not have anxiety if you 
meditate. <laughs> <laughs> so meditation is is a is a key in your life, I presume then, yeah? Yeah, man. Definitely changed my life. It, um, for sure. So that's that's a more recent then, yeah. What what um what's been the biggest, I guess, what would you say um just from like an overall perspective as well as um standpoint on how you feel whether that's extremely happy or just like calm or depressed like what's the biggest difference between now that you've you know experienced um meditating and gone through you know these these 30-day challenges you've you've had your fair share of meditation what's been the biggest difference you've experienced from now as compared to never meditating before yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been meditating for about four years on and off. I think my highest streak was 55 days last year. It was right before Burning Man. When I got to Burning Man, I was like, all right, like, <laughs> there <goes the> <laughs> yep. it's a great time. It's unfortunate that it's not happening this year. Yes. I'll be pumped to go back next time. Um, but anyways, uh, meditation. Yeah. I think just awareness self-awareness your mind being in control of your mind being in control of your thoughts these are all things that you can learn and like they don't teach it anywhere else like in schools i mean i guess you could read about it in books but i think going through the practice of doing it and actually you know doing the work and there's a lot of guided meditations that's mostly what i do okay Um, right right it's just an education itself. And it's really important. I think they should have that everywhere in schools and everything. Right on, man. Love it. So curious, uh, Jacob, how do you personally define success? You know, I think success is kind of like an open-ended question. Everyone kind of tends to have their own definitions. And so I'm curious, you know, how do you personally define it? Yeah. Um, it's when you're having fun and you love what you do, and you want to keep doing it, and you're financially stable, I think. I mean, you know, if you're a videographer and you're, like, pumped to go shoot and you're pumped to edit and, like, it pays well and you're, like, always enthusiastic about it, then, oh, you're successful, you know? Why not? Yeah, and so I think sometimes people struggle with that idea. You know, it's it's sometimes so much easier said than done in the sense that people get caught up in, uh, you know, the kind of the comparison syndrome on uh, Instagram. Do you have any advice for anyone that might be kind of going through that or experiencing that? Like, how do you, how do you welcome the idea more of, you know, who you are that, you know, cause at the end of the day, you know, not everyone can be the best at, at, at any one thing. Not everyone can play in the major league baseball or, or the NBA or anything like that, you know? So how do you come to terms with, with who you are, accept that and embrace it, you know, in, in a positive mindset? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Hmm. I think about that one for a sec. You, I guess, I mean, like, I remember having 2K on Instagram and being like, damn, no one gives a shit about what I'm doing. Yeah. (laughs) And like posting like every day, like pumping out content, like having fun with it and like enjoying it. But I was like, no one cares. And like, I'm not big on Instagram. I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I just, 
I guess you could decide not to care. <laughs> it's like a lot easier than like getting stressed out and frustrated by it. Um, or you could just work harder. Um, you know, if you put in the work, I think anyone can be very successful. And, you know, there's always a way to figure out how to be a master at something. Um, you know, watching more tutorials, learning every day. Like if you're really working harder and harder at like a specific niche and every day you wake up and you're like, damn, like I'm, a, I'm going to be a master filmmaker in like, you know, two years. And you're like grinding towards that goal. I think like you'll just become successful and then you won't have to worry about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't really relate to that as much because I just never really bothered me like, a lot but i definitely know that some people get jealous and salty no that's I, I that's awesome man you know just <laughs> realize <laughs> that, like judgment and like self-criticism and negative self-talk like none of that matters and that's all on you and you can control that we are not sponsored by the calm app but at this point <laughs> you should download it at this point <laughs> yeah exactly oh and i'll give you a little trick too if you go to your um I mean, on iPhone, I don't know if it applies to Android. If you go to settings, you go to your Apple ID, then you go to subscriptions, then you scroll down. There's like a monthly payment plan, then uh, a, an annual plan. And when you sign up for the free trial um, or just sign up at all, it'll put you on one of those. But you scroll and navigate around and find like the cheaper one. I don't know why this works, but for some reason, there's like a forty-seven ninety-nine per year one. But then there's also like a hundred and twelve per year one. So huh. pick the one that's the cheapest <laughs> that you want, and then you save some money. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. On that. Right on, man. Um, so as we're kind of wrapping up here, Jacob, first of all, um, again, want to just say uh, thanks for, for coming on here. Appreciate your time and uh, advice. Um, I know our listeners are are definitely getting some value here and thoroughly enjoying it. So before we start wrapping up, I uh, was curious if you could kind of throw out uh, your social um, website, any, any kind of platforms you want to uh, share with us as well as where people might be able to learn more uh, about you and, and what you're up to these days. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it was cool. I think this is my first like podcast interview, so welcoming new things. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just on Instagram, JBX Creative and uh, jbxcreative.com. I'll be doing a course and uh, probably a ton of free content and like cool instructional videos, um, little short, like fun, and exciting tutorials. So you can stay tuned for that. Um, Lots of value add there. And uh, eventually when the course is finally done, we'll definitely be doing some promos for that. So stay tuned. Hell yeah, man. Um, and so as we're wrapping up here, you know, is there anything I, I should have asked you that I haven't already? Um, yeah, so I'm in LA right now. And uh, I guess in the transition at the end of 2018 uh when i i stopped working with uh sam full-time and i was like taking a break um you know not jumping into any new career idea full tilt but just giving it time and i wrote down the 10 things uh, i love doing most this is like my effort and intention to find a new direction you know i love it Tell me my, now. My goal in life was to travel and shoot. Like that was the coolest thing to me at the time. 
and I did it. I did it like full tilt, like way more than I ever imagined and accomplished my like full life goal. And I felt like I lived many lifetimes after that, like seven star hotels, like trips around the world, like villas, like Bali, like everything. So cool. Um, but when I was done that, I was kind of like, what now? Like, yeah. what am I doing? And uh, yeah, so I just wrote down the 10 things I loved most. And I think number six was comedy. And I just let it sit. I was just hanging out, you know, no rush to like find something new, not trying to get a job, just like very chill about it. You know, I have that luxury. I had that luxury at the time. And uh, I think number six was comedy. And then my buddy hit me up and he's like, yo, man, I'm going to go down to L.A. for a month uh, and we're going to do comedy full time. Like he's a comedian. He's so funny. Check him out. Big Nem at Big Nem on Instagram. I filmed a bunch of skits with him. It was a really good. Time. Right on. Anyways, he was like, um, yeah, we're going to go do comedy. We're going to watch comedy videos every day. Um, and we're just going to shoot videos and release and like network and go crazy. And I was like fuck yeah i'm so down for that um so i just did that but on my radar was like you know the 10 things that i thought i'm most interested in or you know that i enjoy doing that are fun and it's not that easy to like find your your passion or your life you know goal or your mission but you know again stick to the things you love and um you know, have that, have a list of 10, go write down the 10 things you love doing more than anything else. And, you know, just sit on that, think about it. Like maybe there's a way you can get a job doing one of those things. Maybe you can get paid for doing one of those things. You know, there could be a way, whether that's like, even if it's video games, like I'm sure there's a way to get paid doing that, whether it's like, you know, managing a video game person or playing yourself and becoming pro or, you know, who knows? There's always a way to do something like don't don't ever let someone tell you you can't do this because it's just not true. You can't. Yeah. (laughs) So I moved to L.A. and um, I brought I brought two suitcases and one was it was like maxed out like 50, 52 pounds, whatever the max they'll let you. And it was just filled with costumes and like stuff for shooting skits in. So it's just kind of funny funny little story (laughs) when I first moved to LA. That's awesome, man. So, uh, glad to hear that. Um, I have one last kind of final question here. It's a, it's a hypothetical I like to pose. So, um, we're kind of pretending here that, uh, we lost all of this podcast here. Um, the listeners are not going to remember anything except this one final message. What will your final message be? Oh, I like the way you put that. Um, do what you love. Do what you love. <laughs> Plain and simple, man. I love it. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Jacob. Um, thanks again so much for the time, man. I know our listeners really appreciate it, as do I. Um, thank you all for tuning in. This has been another incredible episode of Podcast More Life, and we're signing out.